guys, and welcome to another episode of Under the Safe Light. My name is Bryce Randall. Tonight, I want to talk about briefly uh, various subs- substrates that you can print on uh, paper. You know, in uh, darkroom printing, there's a uh, black and white specifically. There's two types of paper that you can print on. Uh, one is RC, which stands for resin coated, and the other type of paper is FB, which is fiber-based paper. Um, essentially, the the main difference uh, between the two is resin coated paper. It's a paper that's sealed between layers of polythene with an emulsion on top. Uh, coated on top of the paper. Um, and then uh, fiber-based paper, it's a, has a layer of barium sulfate applied to the paper base, which is coated then with emulsion. So the emulsion is actually sitting on the fibers of the paper. You get a little more texture of the paper uh, coming through. Resin-coated paper is oftentimes, uh, well, it is, it's easier to work with. The uh, Since the emulsion is sitting on top of the paper, it is not a part of the paper. Uh, this boils down to fixing times are less because the fixer doesn't have to soak into the paper as long. And washing times are uh Uh, shortened quite a bit as well since the chemicals didn't soak into the fibers of the paper it it washes a lot easier fiber-based paper on the other hand is uh can be a little more difficult to to use because since the emulsion is uh, becomes part of the paper the chemicals, you know, the developer, the stop bath, the fixer, they soak into the paper. Uh, fixing times uh, are a little bit longer, and washing times are considerably longer. Uh, you'll you can wash fiber-based prints. You know, I think it's recommended for thirty minutes to an hour. Uh, you know, depending on your washing method. Another thing is. Uh, Fiber-based prints, you know, when you're actually enlarging them, uh, you'll notice the exposure times uh, can be longer. And that's due to it having to penetrate the emulsion in the paper. Uh, Resin-coated papers are easier to handle. Um, they They don't feel quite as thick or quite as sturdy, at least to me they don't. Um, but when you go through and you, you print them, then you hang them to dry. You know, you don't need to do anything special. You can just hang them up with a clothespin and, uh, they dry flat, which is for me a, a, a huge, huge, uh, benefit to RC paper. Fiber-based paper, on the other hand, um, since it has that emulsion, uh, just on one side of the paper soaked in, the emulsion dries at a different rate 
in the back side of the paper, causing it to curl uh, very heavily. Now, this is negated if you guys plan on framing your prints. But if you are just going to put them in a box somewhere, uh, unless you have a fiber print dryer, you're not going to be able to get these bitches flat. Um, if you hang them to dry, they will they curl. They they curl terribly. Uh, you can uh, lay them down on uh, screens, sandwich them between screens, and that uh, that helps to negate the curl a little bit. And then a lot of times you can uh, flatten them out underneath books after they're completely dry. Um, Fiber-based paper is generally preferred among professionals and, and people who uh, are looking for archivability. They've, they've been around longer than RC paper, so fiber papers already kind of proven itself. You know, some people argue that RC paper is uh, just as archival um, or it'll, it'll still last, you know, hundreds of years, but it hasn't been around long enough to really determine if that's accurate or not. But fiber-based paper, especially after it's been selenium toned, will, uh, you know, last hundreds and hundreds of years, assuming it was properly fixed and properly washed. Uh, let's see, another thing, um, talking about toning of prints, uh, you know, I, I had to do a little bit of research. I don't, I haven't toned any of my prints yet, but I plan to in the near future. Um, toning is, uh, both, both kinds of paper, RC and fire base are receptive to toning. I've seen, I seem to see more, uh, uh, I guess, better results with fiber-based paper, maybe uh, if you're looking for uh, color shifts, um, you know, deeper blacks, and the longer you tone with a heavier dilution, you can even change the color of the print a little bit. Uh, I think they tone, yeah, there's, you know, sepia toning, selenium toning, uh, I want to say there's gold toning even. Uh, I haven't, I haven't really dived that deep into it yet. But RC paper, as well, is a, is a. I don't want to say susceptible. Um, it, RC paper can be toned, as well, but you do you do want to look up, uh, and see what other people's experiences is, experiences have been, toning. Uh, whatever specific brand and type of paper you have, it uh, it can vary, you know, among types of paper whether or not uh, they'll accept the toning. Generally, when you're working with fiber paper as well, uh, it is wise to. Uh, well, I guess it's wise. And just in darkroom printing in general, to have a two two fixer bat, uh, two fixer trays, and this is going to be because if you just have one fixer tray, that fixer will get diluted with stop bath, um, you know, throughout your printing session, and your fixer is going to get diluted and 
and be less efficient and then uh, effectively improperly fixing your prints. Now, if you have two trays for fixer, uh, you fix, you know, let's say you're fixing for five minutes, you fix two and a half minutes in the first tray and then you switch it out into the next tray and finish off the remainder of the five minutes uh, fixing in the tray. And that's, that's more or less to ensure that your uh, print is coming in contact with fresh fixer. And during extra long sessions, you can dump the first tray of fixer and replace it with the last tray and then, uh, and then replace the last tray with new fixer, you know, recycling it that way. So that's kind of a, just a general breakdown of RC versus fiber paper. Uh, I use both. Um, lately I've been printing primarily with RC paper, mostly because I'm just trying to get uh, back in the swing of things. And I'm uh, previously when I was printing all the time, I kind of uh, just really printed with one kind of paper. So right now I'm just, uh, trying different substrates, different papers, and trying to find something I like. I've determined that I'm not a fan of warm tone paper. Uh, I like my black blacks and my white whites and the warm tone. I don't, it's kind of yellowish. I've noticed uh, the final print is just, it's not the bright white that I like. Um, so along with RC and fiber-based paper, you have different grades of paper. You have uh, variable contrast papers, or you have fixed grade papers. Variable contrast papers allow you to use uh, filters, much like I talked about in my previous uh, podcast uh, with the split grade uh, filter printing. So variable contrast paper allows you to either use a color head or Ilford's um, uh, multi-grade filters to adjust the contrast of your print. Conversely, uh, fixed-grade papers will, uh, they come in like a grade 2 or a grade 3, and they do not accept the use of a color head or uh, the, the filters. So, you know, variable, variable contrast papers, it's going to allow you to play around a little bit more uh, where the fixed grade papers, if you, if you shoot consistently and have, you know, good negatives and don't mind a little bit of a lack of contrast, they can be, I think, a little bit cheaper. Oh, and that's, that gets back to cost uh, with fiber-based versus RC. RC paper tends to be cheaper along with being a little easier to work with. But uh, fiber-based paper, you know, if I were to print for an exhibition or, or something I really wanted to make sure was archival, you know, I'm going to choose to print on fiber-based paper and just eat the cost of it. Now, uh, you know, fixed-grade papers, they're not as popular as they used to be, so they, you really only have a few options when it comes to them. Variable contrast papers, uh, you know, pretty much 
you can find you can find plenty of options with variable contrast papers. Now, if you don't use filters with a variable contrast paper, they typically have a contrast, uh, just a like a native contrast range of grade two to grade three. Now let's uh, talk about your different surface textures. You know, you got gloss, pearl, satin, matte, semi-matte. Um, you know, all these, you ought to be familiar with these terms. And they're easy enough to look up online and, and uh, figure out what you like. Uh, I've been printing with pearl RC paper. And I find that I, I didn't like the sheen of the glossy paper. But I don't like... You know, I feel like glossy pops a lot more than matte paper. And I found that the pearl was a excellent, an excellent in-between, um, I guess, compromise. It doesn't, it doesn't have the same sheen as the glossy paper, but the blacks, are, the blacks pop and the whites pop uh, more than the matte paper does. I'm not sure, but I think pearl paper might be uh, unique to just RC paper. Don't quote me on that, but I know I know thumbing around the websites, it seems that I've only ever found uh, pearl RC paper. Uh, I know fiber-based comes in a, a glossy, matte, and semi-matte, and I think that's just you know the difference between uh, fiber-based and and uh, RC paper. Anyway, this. Uh, this kind of concludes the uh, the podcast for this evening. Um, you know, get out there, pick your poison. Uh, you know, you can buy boxes in in several different quantities. So if you don't want to commit to to one paper for too long, which I would suggest, you know, getting out there and trying different things and figuring out what you like, um, and experiment, experiment, experiment. I can't stress that enough. Um, you know, don't, uh, don't get stuck down the rabbit hole and, and just print on one thing, you know, your entire life. Cause you don't know if you, uh, like another paper better. Personally, I print mostly on Ilford, but, uh, all through college you can, uh, I printed on Kentmere and I'm going to start branching out and trying a, a few different brands, I think, just to see what I like and if there's anything I like more. But uh, if you don't want to commit, I would suggest buying, you know, a box of 25 sheets or 10 sheets, you know, depending on what you can find and uh, just trying different things. Now, do be cautious that when you are printing in the dark room, you know, I, I stress that you write down your settings for each print. Keep in mind that that print and those settings are unique to that specific stock of paper and chances are you know even within the, if you get the same paper in a different box you know you order one box and then a month later you order another box that emulsion may be out of a different batch and be ever so slightly different so your times may change um, but definitely if you go from printing to rc from rc paper to fiber-based paper you're going to have to do your test strips all over again um, and, cause, and treat it like a brand new print because your times 
uh, will be different. So to sum this up, RC paper, great for beginners, great for professionals, uh, easier to use and it's cheaper, but it's not necessarily as archival. Um, and you know, if you want to and it's thinner, it doesn't, it doesn't have that uh, same texture that fiber-based paper does. Um, fiber-based paper, it's harder to deal with. It's a little more expensive, but if you, uh, um, if you really want to make sure your prints last a long time, uh, you know, print on fiber paper. Um, also with the emulsion being a part of the paper, there's just something, you know, uh, there's a depth to a fiber print that you don't get with RC paper. Um, you know, almost three-dimensional, especially after it's been uh, toned. So anyway, get out there, experiment, try some stuff. I hope this uh, podcast uh, helped you guys out a little bit. You know, if you have any questions, uh, hit me up on Instagram at Bryce underscore Randall or uh, give me an email at BryceRandall at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and uh, you guys have a good night. Take it easy now. Bye.